gathered together. There am I, in the midst of them. Organic church is less about what we are to do than a book about what God has already done and is now doing. I challenge you to put it down without the picture of what God intended the church to be, becoming a hologram in your heart. Read it and reap a harvest of seeds ready to plant. Read it and weep a harvest of tears at what could be if we were to, as Cole puts it so memorably, lower the bar of how church is done and raise the bar of what it means to be a disciple. The real sin is not what happened in the past. The real sin is what is not happening in the present. Dr. Leonard I. Sweet, E. Stanley Jones Chair in Evangelism, Drew University this work is dedicated to two generations in my life. First, to the memory of Ray Walker, who showed me what it means to be a man who loves Jesus and others. Second, to Heather, Aaron, Zachary, and the next generation of kingdom agents, who will take the church to new places we never dreamed possible. Preface It's raining very hard this night. Neo is escorted by a strange group of countercultural misfits. Part geek, part chic, they act as though they are smarter than the rest of the world. Neo is controlled at gunpoint and taken to an old abandoned building under the promise of meeting the infamous Morpheus. Here he will be offered some pills from a dark stranger wearing reflective sunglasses and a black trench coat, and he will willingly swallow one of the pills. What would compel him to do so? He is driven by a desire he can no longer resist, an insatiable curiosity and a holy dissatisfaction with the norm push him to abandon restraint. He is motivated to take extraordinary risks now because he can no longer stay in the dull world of normal life, of business as usual. There are polite greetings. Then a most interesting dialogue ensues. Morpheus begins by describing Neo's plight as similar to Alice falling down the rabbit hole in Lewis Carroll's story. He comments that Neo has the look of one who accepts only what he sees because he is in a dream and about to awaken, which is ironically very close to the truth. Morpheus tells Neo why they brought him here. It is his chance to learn what the Matrix is. Morpheus asks if he wants to know. Neo nods slowly but without hesitation, as if realizing that this is a turning point in his life, marking a change forever. Morpheus explains, The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us, even now in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window, or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you to the truth. Neo inquires as to what truth Morpheus is referring to. That you are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage, born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. A prison for your mind. Morpheus opens a small silver box, takes two pills from it, and informs Neo that mere description is not enough. He must see it for himself to understand. Morpheus then leans forward, with a pill in each hand. This is your last chance, 
After this, there is no going back. You take the blue pill, the story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Neo slowly yet deliberately reaches for the red pill. Morpheus suddenly tells him that he is offering only the truth, nothing more. Neo takes and swallows the red pill, and the adventure begins. He awakens to find that he was previously in a made-up world known as the Matrix. All that he understood was really a mask covering the truth, meant to hold him and everyone else in bondage to a lie. This is the plot from the movie The Matrix, made by the Wachowski brothers, but it reflects something else that is also real. There is a red pill of sorts that opens our eyes to a more vivid reality of the kingdom of God.